Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. Hey, this is Colton Dixon. Hey, this is Rachel Lampa. This is Micah Tyler. This is Ellie Lineberg. What's up? This is Apollo LTD. Hey, guys. It's, it's We The Kingdom. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. And welcome to this week's episode of the Artist Interview here on Hope FM. And I'm very pleased to say that this week we've got with us Ben Calhoun from <laughs> Citizen Way. Woo! I'm very pleased to welcome you for the first time here to Hope FM. Thank you so much for joining us for the artist interview. Uh, many of the listeners will have heard your music from Citizen Way uh, over the years, uh, so your familiar sound to us, but the people may not really know that much about you. It'd be great for us to hear a little bit about your journey uh, as, as a band, as an individual, uh, and also your relationship with Jesus. Um, so feel free just to explain a little bit about who you are and where you come from. Well, I am 40 years young, almost. I'll be 40 in September. I started this band the year, I think, after I got married. I was 21. Married my first girlfriend. I had given my life to Jesus when I was nine. I think it was after either Petra or Carmen or a Jeff Moore concert. And um, I remember I made that public when I was, uh, my dad's a pastor. I made it public that I was going to follow Jesus. Uh, to my parents. And then I got baptized when I was 13. And I remember at camp that summer, my youth pastor challenged me for a whole year not to have a girlfriend and to read God's word. I could read whatever I want, however much or little I wanted, but I had to read God's word every day, but I couldn't have a girlfriend. I did it for one year and it really changed my life. And so I ended up just keep doing it until I met my wife in college, my senior year, she was my first girlfriend and it really affected my life. I, I had no baggage. I had, you know, relationally I had, it was just, it was awesome. I was very involved in college. I was a band geek. I wanted to be a choir geek. I played soccer in college or, you know, football for you guys in Europe. Um, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to be a band director actually in a public school. And I, I just liked pop songs too much. I liked Christian music. And so, I started writing songs when I was 17. I started touring when I was 19. I was in bands up until then, and I have been on the road ever since. And I've probably played, you know, probably close to 5,000 shows, you know, somewhere in there. Um, I've turned down lots of jobs at churches just to stay on the road because it's the only way to do it. But this year, obviously, um, that's changed. And so I've my secret kind of behind the scenes is what I've always been. I love to make records. In fact, I'm in the studio right now. For, for, for everybody listening in the car or at home, yeah. this guy is sitting in a place just stacked with instruments and gadgets. And it looks like a really nice place to be working. Oh, it's super fun in here. So uh, our vocal booth for all of you guys who are interested in here. Wow. Uh, there's a nice manly gold reference microphone. And there's my old hammer dulcimer you will hear on the new single. And I have my Wave Walker amp for those of you who are interested in some of Citizen Way songs. This is an amp that was built for me by my friend Jordan Chestnut for James Chester Guitar. It's called the Ben or the Big Calhuna right there. <laughs> for my last name, isn't that fun? It's my old Vox. I love old amps and stuff. So anyway, this is my studio. This is where we work. I bring a lot of artists in and we write songs. And I'm particularly focusing on young artists that are you know, up and coming and need somebody to help mentor them, disciple them. 
and walk them through every step of the process from their PROs and publishing to just better songs. Oh, including the cash. Including the cash runs. We, we've had the cash runs on the show. Yeah. 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 I, I wrote uh, a song with them. I'm working on now. I wanted them to go to, they're doing a tour in Florida. So I wanted to have them work out some of the vocals first and then come back and retrack it. So, and that's great because I just got a bunch of new gear to do. So I've always been in the studio since I was my kid. My mom was a musician too. So I grew up in the studio and I grew up on the stage. My dad's pastor, mom's a musician. So I just kind of did all of those things and I loved it. And, um, I just fell in love with Christian music in particular. PFR is my favorite band of all time. And I stalked Joel, the lead singer, until he basically did two records with us. He produced them. Now we're great friends. And um, I, I grew up with, you know, the Newsboys. And uh, I love Christian music. Stephen Curtis Chapman was a big influence on me. I love old stuff like Second Chapter Vax and Phil Keggy. And Keith Green. That's what my parents grew me up on. I was just a big church nerd. I loved Adventures in Odyssey and um, I loved McGee and me. And I just, I loved going to youth group. I just loved, it. I started Bible study in high school. It's still going to get today. And I'm just really thankful that I can continue in music. Um, you know, my family, I have three little girls. Ava is 13, Savannah's 10 and, or 11 and Liv is almost two. And we lost one in between there, a little boy named Jeremiah. So that's why there's a big gap. And, you know, I just write songs about what I know. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I got was from Joel from PFR for any of you classic Christian music fans. He said, write what you know. And uh, I've been doing that ever since, trying to make sure that it's something from God's word that can help point people to Jesus. Because I, I, there's really nothing I could say other than what's in God's word, maybe from my personal testimony, which the Bible says to do, that would really help people, you know, and I'm very committed to that. So every song we do, if you open the liner notes, you'll see, uh, and I learned this from Steve Curtis Chapman, he would always put the scriptures that are the foundation of each song, you know, right under the title there. So that's what I do and use God's word as an opportunity to help people. I don't think of it as just a nice Sunday morning social hour book that you dust off for Christmas and Easter. It's, it has everything to say about what's going on today. And it has always, and it always will. And that's why it's a supernatural book. And so I've always looked at it that way. I, and my parents did too. And, you know, when you deal with spiritual warfare or you, when you were in ministry, you can't avoid it. Uh, and when you deal with just being alive in this day and age, you have to go to God's word to figure out what the, the heck is going on. So that's the only way my wife and I can do it. And she's been waking up early in the morning, 5, 5.30, just to study God's word. And it's been uh, pretty great to have those conversations uh, and just to study and to see what's going around us. And so I put those in our songs and the Holy Spirit then becomes your booking agent. If you put his word to work, he will work it. And so that's what we do. So Bulletproof, I know our biggest song, it's all about the armor of God, Ephesians 6. And we put as much of that to scripture as we can into songs and, and let the Lord work. So that's what I've been doing for a long time. And I teach young artists to do the same thing. So I started a little record company uh, called Jet Feather. Uh, it's basically teaching little songbirds how to fly. And the idea of helping them to establish a business as well as a ministry platform and the heart behind it. Um, you know, why are they here? Why do they want to do this and not mainstream? Why do they want to do, you know, um, 
church uh, music for to point people to Jesus? Is it different than church music? Is it different than Sunday morning? Is it, you know, how is it different? All those kind of things I've just been doing for so long. My whole family has. So I just naturally, hopefully have a lot to give to them if they ask. And it's just easy to, you know, advise them. The other thing I did is I started a nonprofit called Generosity Rocks, where we help young um, and older uh, artists establish, I should say, stay alive, basically. And they can use it as a basically GoFundMe or Patreon, but it's in ministry and music specifically. And then you get me and my team just advising artists all over the country. We have uh, people that uh, they just call me and say, hey, Ben, what do you do about this? Or have you ever done this? Or could you have any connections in this area or this state? You know, And so it's an opportunity for them to fundraise for their ministries. And I kind of get an advisor at the same time. So I've been doing that for a while. Wherever we go, we give 10% of our merchandise sales to local ministries, typically for moms and babies or um, homeless shelters, food banks, and that kind of thing. It's really fun to give. And that always works. It always works. Whenever you just hand somebody money and say, here you go, no strings attached, use it however the Lord leads you, they always ask you back. So it's a fun, fun way to do it. I've wanted to do it since I was a kid. I finally started it a few years ago and I'm just super grateful. Uh, now that nobody can tour or not can, but it's just harder now. Um, you know, we're just honestly writing new songs and honestly waiting on, on some of what the Lord will do. There's a revival coming because of the persecution of the church. That's what always precedes a revival. And our brothers and sisters around persecuted countries in the world are experiencing that and have for a long time. And so, you know, it's hard for us Americans to think of that because it's pretty easy to be a Christian here. And I think what's happening is you're starting to see people really either dig into God's word or totally abandon it. And there's a kind of a big chasm in between. And I think that's one of the points of the day and age that we're in is the sifting of the sheep. And either you, you adhere to God's word or you don't. And it's pretty simple that regard. So I, I take a very uh, hermeneutical you know, like approach to God's word just, I try to take it literally as much as possible. And if I don't understand it, I study it to where it becomes understandable. And the Holy spirit always does that. So those are the things that influence me and my songs. It's why we call ourselves citizen way. I'm a citizen in the kingdom of heaven, talking about Philippians, following the way, the truth and life. And I've only ever found that's Jesus. And John 14, six says that, and I believe it. And um, there's a reason why, he keeps opening doors for me to continue to lift up his word. And every, whenever I'm like, Lord, what the heck do I do? He's like, just lift up my son. Just do that. Just all you got to do. I'm like, okay, I'm not a small man, but I can do that. So that's what I do. And I try to teach us to do the same. Well, I've got to say, it really shows in your music. So I've spent quite a bit of time listening to Tracks by System Way. And I've just been going, this is so rich. This, The lyrics of this, actually, to me, I was going... There's so much Bible, so much truth, so much goodness in it. So it comes through uh, the heart that you've just shared is clearly reflected in, in the music that you guys have produced. Mm. So I, I loved it. Thanks, man. Um, I'd just like to rewind a little bit to, to where you mentioned about the fact that you hadn't dated anyone at all until you dated your wife. So, which I think is very unusual, particularly within UK culture, that would be seen as being, I think, an oddball, really. Yeah. And, and the reason I mention it is that I've actually, I've, I've, I've help lead a student group um, and uh, we've just been doing a series on relationships and one of the topics that came up was obviously dating and uh, the topics all that get involved in that um, I'd like to just ask so you didn't date anyone did did you feel God told you not to date anyone or why so you apart from your youth leader saying don't anyone date anyone for a year just read the bible 
and you said you just carried on. I, I commend you for it, but I'd like to know why. Honestly, I'd never got the green light. Nobody, my, my wife, it was an obvious like, yes. Everybody else was an obvious no. That makes it really easy. So basically each time, if there was a, a girl that you thought she's nice, you just prayed and it just didn't seem right. So you just dropped it. Well, yeah, like I went on dates and, you know, I went to dances with friends and stuff. And I had girls that had three actually that had said that the Lord had told them that we were supposed to be married. Well, and I was like, well, he didn't tell me, you know? <laughs> wow. So, you know, it just, it, yeah, I learned how to hear the Lord's voice. I learned. And honestly, I mean, when you're 13, like, what can you really do about it? It's like nothing. Like, and what I learned is that I saw a lot of my friends just wasting, honestly, just time and and uh, so much more just going from girlfriend to girlfriend boyfriend, I and mean, just and then they never i mean nothing ever came of it except a bunch of baggage and i'm like i just wanted to avoid all that i was a busy athlete musician and, and i just never needed i had plenty of offers i just never wanted to i never wanted to go down that road unless it was the road that the lord led me down and, and i said until you make it obvious it's a no and he did that first day i met allison i was like and and we got married less than a year, you know? So when you know, you know, you know, and, and I just never worried about it. I, I really didn't. And I, I got to have build a lot of skills in between, you know, because the time I would have spent dating or whatever, you know, and I just spent on other things that were very produ- productive for what I'm doing now. Pretty easy. It's, it's not like rocket science. I mean, anything that you commit to the Lord, Proverbs 16, he says, commit to the Lord, whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Well, my plan was, Till you tell me the plan, I'm doing what you told me to do now. And that's go be an awesome disciple so that I can make disciples. And I tried to do that. So I had great examples of people who did it, you know, and again, my youth pastor's like, I'll do it with you for a whole year. And it just, I saw how the change in my life was so drastic that I'm like, I love this. I'm just going to keep doing it. I know I want to be married. I want to have family, want to have kids. I just trust you, Lord. And until you say go, I'm I ain't going. Brilliant. Well, what, what an encouragement for people just to lay that down before God and ask for his wisdom and timing yeah. and the whole thing. As you say, saves a whole load of baggage, saves a whole load of hurt. So oh, yes. very cool. Very cool. And how long have you been married now? 18 years in August. Wow. Beautiful. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, and just to talk about Citizen Wade, the band, it's been through numbers of different people in the lineup for it. Um, your brother was in it. Uh, I think... I think that there's been changes. So just so who is Citizen Way at the moment? My brother and I. So my brother actually left the road about five, four or five years ago. He has four kids and he got a job at a worship as a worship pastor. I mean, we'd been on the road since he was 15, 16. He was just burnt out. And the road will just wear you out, just wear you out. And he needed a break. And so he took a job at a church and, um, he wanted to come back. So he came back officially over a year ago. And so he's actually on our new single singing. Uh, he's a great singer songwriter in his own. He went to, to do his own record. He's still employed at that church. And um, that was just an easy kind of transition. Um, you know, the other guys who have come and gone, we, we love them, pray for them. We just love them. They've been awesome parts of the ministry, but you know, a band is hard to keep together, you know, especially one that's almost 20 years old. So, it's just hard. It's hard to keep together, especially when you're in ministry. Um, it's, it's difficult to have a family and be in ministry and music. It's very difficult financially. It's difficult on the family. And I just didn't want to, 
me personally, when we moved to, to Nashville, um, I knew that it was because it was better for my family. And so I was trying to make sure that everything I did was based around my family. And, you know, the, some of the other guys in the band, they just don't have kids yet. So my brother and I, you know, they, they just had different phases of life. They wanted to do other things and being on the road can wear you out. So sometimes you just needed a break. And last year, amazingly, um, our last two guys left just before January on our last tour and they knew my brother wanted to come back and, you know, there was just time, new phase of life for them. So it was kind of an overlapping transition. Josh went out left and then came back and guys left. And so, you know, he and I are songwriters and we always have been on our, our biggest songs. Amazing. Great. Uh, How sweet the sound. That was my brother's song that we finished when I'm with you. It's a beautiful track. Thank you. Yeah. When I'm with you and Bulletproof, our top three songs are all Josh and I writing and singing. So it's always been kind of like that. And it's kind of fun to be back like that. Well, it's, it's great to hear. So you're working on new things and uh, God's got plans for, I'm sure, more great music to come. Yeah. The next track we've got from you, talking of great music, the next track we've got is called Love Has One. Yep. Can you tell us about that track before we hear it? Well, I think this is probably my most, I think the most important song I've ever written, uh, only because it's just our story. When we lost our son, Jeremiah, I wrote a song called When I'm With You. And then um, my wife and I were pretty scared to have more. She was really scared to have more kids. You know, she almost died giving birth to our son. And it took a few years for her to really get back into the thought process of having more children. And we went to a funeral of our friend, Carrie, who uh, died of cancer a couple of years ago, uh, three now years ago. And she left behind four children and her husband, but she wasn't scared to die. She knows Jesus. Uh, she's, she went, her body ravaged a cancer, even though that happened, she was joyful. She knew, she knew where she was going and she knew she was leaving her family in good hands that the Lord knows what life is and what this side of heaven looks like and what the next side does. And it's either true or it ain't, you know, the Bible, when it talks about heaven, either, and we get new bodies where cancer doesn't take anything or destroy it's either true or it isn't, but you got one choice of two options, you know, and she, um, like us, we knew what the outcome would be. And so my wife and I were so inspired by that. I had actually started writing this song, but she never heard the finished version. I would send her the demos and me just on a acoustic or piano as she was, um, as she was dying, honestly. And so she never heard the end of it, but when she died, uh, we went to the funeral. My wife said, you know, I want to be like Carrie. I don't want to be scared anymore. Let's have another baby. So we named her live because she did L I V. And this song is about that. And so I finally figured out the chorus to it when Carrie died and my wife and I faced our fears and we ended up having a little baby girl because of it. And she's almost two and love is one. Hallelujah. The, the, the chorus says it perfectly. Um, hallelujah. Love is one. God is with us. Thank you, Jesus, though the battle rages on. Hallelujah. Love has won. And ultimately, we know the end of the story. And more than ever these days, it's not just anything other than a supernatural biblical unfolding that's happening. That's what it is. And so if, you know, knowing scripture, I, I was able to be, to see it coming. And so this song, because of our life story and what it has done for us, we were able to kind of use as an anthem for people who are just like, you know what, the battle will rage on until Jesus himself ends at all with defeating death at the end. And 
In the meantime, how do we deal with the things that are coming against us as believers? And we go through scripture and we, we, we literally go through a verse by verse and say, you know, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of sound mind. In first John chapter four, uh, there's no fear in love for perfect love drives out fear. And so my wife and I facing our fears just because of what God has promised has allowed us to put that in the songs and the Holy spirit uses that song everywhere. So it's still going a couple of years later. We've, um, you know, the first time I ever played it, the, the, actually the audience said, can you play that song again? <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I guess it works. You know? So anyway, I wrote it. I bawled my eyes out when I wrote it and it was real. It's a real story. And I'm just super thankful. I get to sing it. Ben, your introduction to that was just, it really touched my heart. And I know that many of our listeners will have connected with it. It'd be wonderful at this point if you could pray for people who can recognize those scenarios um, in their different forms that they might take, but where fear, pain, and loss are holding them back from moving forwards with God's desire and plans for them. Yeah. You know, there's a great verse to anybody who's listening that I would encourage you, don't listen to my words. Listen, dig into God's word and allow the Holy Spirit to change you from the inside out. Uh, you will not find peace until you find it in Jesus. It just won't happen. You won't find it in any government or any church. You will find it in the Prince of Peace. Um, and so I would encourage anybody who's listening to dig into God's word. And a good place to start is Psalm 4610. that says, be still and know that I'm God. That's a really important verse for me. And uh, it's on our wall in our bedroom, actually. My sister made us a big mural on the wall. And he used to hang over my piano and actually wrote a song because of that when I hung over our piano about that. And I need, I need that verse um, just as much as anybody. I think God's word is actually real when it says it's like bread. It's our bread of life. It's our food for our soul. And without it, we will starve to death. And you will, you will be overtaken by the enemy. You'll be overtaken by the word. And I, I would encourage people to either, to, you got two decisions. You follow God's word, or you, honestly, it leads to death if you don't. You have life or death. You have Jesus or the enemy. That's the only two options you have. Every choice that we make that I've found personally either goes one of two uh, ways. Uh, it either leads to life or it leads to death, it, no matter how small the decision is. And so I would, I would encourage people um, now to get on your knees, read God's word and ask the Lord to show you what to do in your life, small, medium, and big decisions. Otherwise you will continue to be lost and empty and it, it just won't work. I've been there. I've tried personally. I've watched my wife try. I've watched my dad try and their testimonies are way cooler than mine, but being rescued from absolute just bottom of the barrel of life and having the Lord Jesus just be everything that they need through scripture it's real and it either is or it ain't it's either all real or none of it is either this is just a big farce and where it's just you know seven steps to a better you or it's the actual word of god that's supernatural and supersedes any politics or any government or any world fear and it's the, one or the other 
It has to be. And so don't just take it as some spiritism or some thing. I would encourage you as a believer before I pray for you, quit messing around. Or if you're just thinking about this whole thing, do what my dad said. Jesus, if you really are who you say you are, then prove it. It's okay. You can ask him like that. He's big enough. He can take it. (laughs) So when you do that, you will watch the Lord move in a mighty way. But unless you stay close to God's word, it ain't going to work. So let me pray for you and just pray that verse over you. Uh, And I missed a couple others. Heavenly Father, thank you for anybody who's listening right now. I would humbly ask that you would pierce their heart, Lord, through either tears or um, excitement or even anger or fear. Anything that they're dealing with, Lord, would you just pierce through it with the peace that passes understanding that you promised us in Philippians 4. Lord, we recognize you as the Prince of Peace. You are the coming King. This is your world, you are allowing evil to happen. It is by your choice so that we could freely choose to love you. Lord, I pray for the person listening that they would surrender. I pray that you would make it so easy to surrender. Make it obvious to them, Lord. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of anxiety and the spirit of fear and the spirit of oppression. Lord, we rebuke those in these listeners' lives. Lord, uh, lead them to repentance so that they can clean out the closets in their hearts, Lord, so that you can come and clean out their hearts, their lives. Lord, we ask and humbly that you would be their Prince of Peace as you promised. And Lord, that you are God and all we need to do is follow the plan. It's in the book. Thank you for giving us the plan. Thank you for allowing us to be still amidst the chaos. You are in charge and nothing goes by without your permission. Lord, we humbly come before you on behalf of anybody who's listening that they, they would turn to life and away from death. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Ben, for that powerful prayer. Um, and if you're listening at home and you're thinking to yourselves, you know, I don't even necessarily know who this Jesus is. I've just maybe asked to prove himself. Uh, we'd just like to encourage you to get along to a local church. Um, they may still be online or they might now be beginning to open up and meet. Uh, but you can go to www.findachurch.co.uk. And there are many great churches around the UK awesome. that would love to welcome you. So please do take action now. Make sure you get connected yeah. with other Christians. Uh, and if you're already a Christian, tell someone you've prayed about this stuff today and ask them yep. just to pray with you and help you work through that stuff that Ben's raised today, because God loves to bring freedom and loves to bring us into the things it has to us, not to let us uh, stay as we are, but that we might know him more and more. Amen. Ben, thank you so much for all you've shared from your heart so far. It's been really touching listening to you and amazing uh, the testimony that you've got of God's goodness in your life uh, and the things he's done through you. Uh, and your wife, you're, you're inspiring, I must say. Um, so uh, I'd like to know a little bit about your coming plans, what, what you think you've talked about, the fact that this year has been uh, different to what you'd expect. But the, but the coming year, do you already have sort of ideas of where you want to be in 12 months' time, 24 months? Are you back on the road soon or not sure? Well, actually, I, my priority these days is kind of doing new songs. And there's been so many that I've never been able to get to until now. I'm really thankful for that. Uh, we're praying that the Lord continues to provide for us. Uh, so we actually have given opportunity for people to actually write songs with me that are Citizen Way songs. And so um, one of the new songs that we will be releasing was just that. We had a young family. They have a young uh, son who is a songwriter, 16 now. And uh, I worked with him on a song in this studio and it's called Walk on the Water. And it's brilliant. It's a great song. It was a fabulous way for us to share God's word and a song 
I had him start with the idea and we developed it into a brand new Citizen Way song. So it'll be out soon. That's a fun song. The other one is called Walls that we're going to put out soon. I do have the dream of doing our, our next album of, of really just the next thing. Uh, it's called Jesus Saves Bro is what I'd like to call the album. And there's a song called that. Super fun songs, all, everything based around scripture, but mostly with songs that I've written with people uh, who are young aspiring artists or who wanted to sponsor a song. So that's how the Lord's providing for us these days. And if you'd like anywhere out in the world, if you'd like to be a part of that, wherever you are, we can write online if you want to. Uh, you can just go to um, generositybrocks.com and you can go to the Citizen Way tab. You can be a part of uh, being a donor. But if you want to get a hold of me personally and talk about a new song or helping us get it out there and promote it, just email me, ben at bencalhoun.com. Ben at bencalhoun.com. That's my next 12 months is new songs and uh, lifting up the name of Jesus with every lyric, every note, everything I can do to do that. Wow. That, that to me sounds like quite an exciting 12 months and what a project to be embarking on as well to be able to work with yeah. people from just anywhere who just feel that God's given them something I, I love that yeah I think that's the first time I've heard anyone just say that straight out that that's their heart that's what they want to do There's often people are going oh, I'm working with this person or that person but uh, the way you've said that the Holy Spirit is your booker and the Holy Spirit's one that opens up the doors for you yeah uh, is just exciting and quite clear by your methodology that you're trusting him to do this. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's some of the things that God has done that has surprised you most then as you've been seeking to follow him in obedience? What are the things that he's done that have been, oh, you go, wow, God, I didn't expect that. Maybe some of the blessings, some, some of the things you've gone, that's just extraordinary. Well, um, I mean, a lot, God, he has always, when, when he says Jehovah Jireh, he's our provider. I've learned that I don't know. I don't honestly know why I doubt that that's even the case because he always shows up and, and provides an opportunity for my family. And I, you know, not being on the road as most of our bread and butter financially has come from that. People out of the woodwork would just say, the Lord told me to sponsor a song or, or be a part of your ministry through Generosity Rocks or be a, a monthly donor. I'm like, I don't know how these people found us or that they, that we must have played at the church or something, but the Lord always moves in people. And so I, I'm continually in awe of how he provides for us as well as humbled. And just, I honestly, I use that as my business plan. I stay true to what God has called me to do. I try not to go away from that. For me, it's ministry through music and family. Uh, and then teaching others to do the same in service in our local community. Now, um, and just allowing the Lord to provide. If He is a very jealous God of His roles, that's what that means. His role as a father, as a provider, as the Prince of Peace, as a King. He's jealous of those roles, and He will protect them. Uh, and He will always, as as far as I've seen, even sometimes to the penny of our monthly bills, anonymously given through somebody in the mail. You know, they send a check. It happens all the time. I just I would encourage anybody out there who feels the call to go into either ministry or a job that allows you to pay for somebody else's ministry, just do it. Give freely. Uh, a generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Starting Generosity Rocks was my favorite way of acting out my faith in, in the Lord Jesus as our provider. And so that verse in Proverbs reminds me that generosity is its own reward, but the Lord does tend to give more than you could really holding your storehouses is what it says. And so I fall on that as my business plan. And it's the only way I'm able to do any of this stuff, you know, and it, you give first, give freely, give with a joyful heart. 
and watch the Lord provide for you. So that's what I've learned over the last year, few years of, of sacrificial giving. It, it just works. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> that, that, that to me sounds really, really right and really true. Yeah. So off the back of that, if people are listening and they feel like, oh, God's prompting them to, to do an act of generosity, whether it's a financial one or if it's sending a card or whether it's giving someone a gift of something, just want to encourage people to go with those prompts. Um, I'm just going to share uh, very quickly something that God prompted me on. It's a really small story in many ways, but I felt God tell me, to buy, I've shared this story once before, I think on the show, I, I, I felt God tell me to buy my daughter's school a coffee machine. And I thought that's a bit of a strange one, isn't it? To mm. buy a coffee machine. Anyway, so at first I ignored it, but then I felt the prompt another time. I thought, oh, I really think I probably should do something on like this. So I, so I sent an email to my daughter's form tutor. He's a science teacher, not a Christian. I sent him a thing saying, out of interest, do you, does your staff have a really nice coffee machine? And he pinged back saying, that's extraordinary. You should ask that because ours just broke down and we're actually having a meeting now in the staff room about what coffee machine we should buy. And, uh, and I didn't reply back saying, well, just to explain to you, I felt God tell me to buy you a coffee machine. So, um, so the, the story went around in the classroom that God had told her parent to buy them a coffee machine. So all these teachers, probably many of whom aren't Christians going, that's just, wow, what's that about? That's awesome. And I, and I even got an email from the headmaster of the school who said, God works in amazing ways. Wow. So um, so it was a lovely thing. And, and I got to go and meet the head when, when they got the coffee machine. The point of me telling the story isn't to big myself up. It's just to tell people that if you're listening to God, just go with those prompts because sometimes it's things that might seem a little bit left field and a bit, you know, why, why would I do that? But actually by following God's prompts, uh, blessings flow uh, for, for the staff and also for me it was a real encouragement moment it's just a crazy example of God speaking and speaking to a need that you wouldn't go this is a huge big need that God needs to deal with but actually it was just a way of God loving and blessing uh, the staff in that school mm. so um, I love that story Gordon that's so cool oh thank you <laughs> I, I like it too because God was just being lovely to people so um, so I just uh, and, and God's blessed me many many times in all sorts of crazy ways uh, through other people so um, so I just want to encourage people to just listen to those prompts even if it's just spending a pound on somebody uh, a dollar in US money right um, just 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 spend, spend a little bit just just to bless people it doesn't have to be money it could be writing a letter it could be something um, just taking time to phone someone but uh, just following those prompts because you never know what other people are going through. And God certainly loves to release his blessing. Mm -hmm. So sorry, Ben, where I hijacked a section of your interview just to share a bit of my story, but oh, it's, um, Hey, that's what people need to hear. It's that's personal testimony. The Bible says it. It's fun to listen. I'm good with that. Glad you did. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM artist interview. Ben, people who are touring and on the road, often have things that don't go exactly to plan. Have you got a story from when things on the road, maybe a funny story, something just didn't work out as you had expected? Oh man, yeah. So the first bus that we ever raised money, we raised it through Generosity Rex for our first tour bus and it burned down like a month later. No. <laughs> we're, we're doing a and a at a show up in like, I think the Northern Michigan and it's an older bus. And something went wrong and it, nobody was in it, thank the Lord, but uh, it burned down all the way, just burned down. And um, I just remember watching it go up in flames thinking, I was embarrassed. I'm like, what am I going to tell all the people that helped us get this? And yet nobody cared about that. They just were thankful that we were 
live and well. That next weekend of shows was very difficult. Trying to figure out a way to get all the way down to like, I don't know, a thousand miles south, you know, and just it was very hard. But we did. We didn't miss a show. And it was those are some of the more incredible opportunities we've ever had. You know, because when you're faced with your feet to the fire and you still have to put the name of Jesus, it's pretty cool. It, it, the Holy Spirit, only in that the fact that the Holy Spirit moves in ways that you just don't often get to see unless situations like that arise. So I'm grateful for those opportunities. Another one was, this is kind of funny. We were playing opening for Aaron Schust, oh gosh, 15 years ago probably. And we're playing one of our songs and the pastor runs down the middle of the church out, stop the music, stop, stop, stop. So we all just kind of like, what's going on? You know, he's like, there's a tornado coming. (laughs) You know, so we all get into the middle of the church. And I remember I I was like, oh, cool opportunity. I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin. The tornado is like every other weekend. Big deal. You know, but I'm not just downplay. I know they're, but just it's, I grew up around it all the time. We had tornado warnings every weekend and I never saw one ever. So to me, I was like, huh, I wonder, I know how to deal with this. You're, we're down in the South. People get a little scared or so I was like, I'm going to go find a, a, a guitar. I've just borrowed one from backstage. I don't know whose it was worship leader. And I just went in and started playing for people on an acoustic guitar in the, it, we were in the nursery of the church. There were no windows. It was in the middle of the church, safest place you could be. And everybody's just hauling around scared. And I'm like, anybody want to sing an old hymn? So we sang. Wow. <laughs> and everybody was started singing together. And to this day, all these years later, people will still, email us or Facebook or whatever. Hey, do you remember that show you did up when, when you played the songs in the middle of that tornado and there was no tornado, it was just a big thunderstorm, but um, they still remember that. And those, some of those moments are so fun and and they're opportunities. I always think of them to make something life-giving out of a scary situation. So those are some, some of the fun ones. Another time we had a, a, (laughs) a pastor, it was a biker church and they were auctioning off a Harley Davidson and they wanted to ride it up onto the stage. And we're playing like, you know, just some rock and roll things. Are you ready? You know, we're going to auction off this, this cool bike. And he rides up the ramp. He gets about halfway up and it stops and he falls off the ramp. <gasps> he gets hurt and damages the bike. No. <laughs> He's okay. He's fine. But like, it was like, Oh, oh my God, what happened? And so and Daniel stopped playing his guitar. David stopped playing the, the, the drums. And I went, well, in case you didn't see what color the bike is, it's yellow. And I'm still trying to sell it. <laughs> he's okay, oh, folks. And I, you know, we went on and played a couple more songs. And, and we have it on video somewhere. But, like, that's one of my favorite, like, he was, he's fine. You know, he's doing fine. He's fine. Yeah, I, 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 I worked that one out. Oh, yeah. But like it was, I'm like, oh my god, because I think what happens, he realized if he would have sped up, he would have ran right into David's drum set, and he's like, I can't do that. So he sacrificed the bike for the drums. <laughs> Had to make a choice. <laughs> yeah, I love it. They they do sound like fun moments. The first story with the bus burning down sounded a little bit like a hairy, awful moment, but it still sounds like God managed to get you everywhere you wanted to be. So um, yeah, and you know we. Uh, we were okay. Yeah, that's that's we're the okay. important thing. So we've got another track to play from you. Uh, this track's called Be Still. It's the last track, so it'd be great for you to tell us a little bit about that. This one is right out of Psalm 4610. I, I love this song. Um, 
be still, know that I'm God. Very simple. Uh, but there's a lot to that too. Uh, if you understand Genesis and you realize why God sent the flood, the first one and the second one, Genesis one and then Genesis six, it's he's creating stillness out of chaos that the enemy was bringing on this earth. More than ever, we are seeing some of the oldest prophecies in God's word come to life and it is chaotic. It's just chaos. And that's the opposite of God's, who, one of the natures of God is he, he allows us to have peace in him because he is the prince of peace. Uh, he allows us to be still because he is the cool waters. Everything else is chaos. Again, it's either life or death. It's either peace or chaos. It's either organ, order or chaos, right? And so I have to remind myself of that daily because of whatever the chaos in my life is going, but more importantly, what's going on in the world. And so the Lord is leading us to revival and that always is preceded by persecution. And so I know there are brothers and sisters in the world right now who, you know, they're imprisoned for having a Bible. Uh, there are countries who will imprison believers for that. Believe it or not, most Christians don't know that, but that's true. That's what, that's what it is. You won't hear about that because it's part of the enemy's plan is to play that down. But um, you cannot hold the Holy Spirit if he wants to move. You just can't do it. And so what I've learned is that it's best to be a part of God's plan. And the best way to hear that is to know his word. Sometimes the best way to do that is to simply be still, read it, believe it for what it says, and realize that he is in control uh, and kind of go back to having a bit of faith like a child. It's really nice to be a child like our, my two-year-old who just depends on her mom and dad and her older sisters for everything. That's a really fun place to be. And yet God gives us that same ability as our, not only our Jehovah Jireh, but as our Abba Father, as the conquering King, as the um, King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, as the Lord of Lords, as the ruler and reigner over every moment, as a multidimensional, all-powerful, omniscient God who has an enemy, but is over everything and created the enemy so that we could have freely choice um, to love him. And I, I take great confidence knowing that we can be still understanding whatever we understand about scripture, no matter where we are in our walk with Jesus. And we can be still and know that God is not a God of chaos, but he is a God of order. He's a God of stillness and he allows us to be still amidst the storm. And for me, I think that's a really important thing to to think about. So I wrote this song with that in mind, and it's one of my favorite things I've ever done. He is God. Oh, be still He is God. And we are not. Oh, be still that He is in control. And many thanks to Ben Calhoun from Citizen Way for joining us for the Arts Interview here on Hope FM. And you can hear many other great interviews with amazing stories from contemporary Christian artists at hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview.